Hello. Hello, my barbarian creams. This is your Coconut Conan host, Matthew Sanborn-Smith, and his Fafford Crawler cast, Beware the Hairy Mango. Today's story is all about having a heart like a wheel and driving it repeatedly up the highway of love. I've been up all night, and it's time you took the wheel. Just make sure you steer clear of Bob's dick. Bob's Dick by Matthew Sanborn-Smith. Well, life sucked for Bob, that was for sure. He'd lost Mary Beth, the only woman he'd ever loved. She hadn't died or even left him, he'd just lost her. People told him he should retrace his steps and asked him where he last remembered having her. He swore she was with her when he went into the 7-Eleven, but he'd searched that place up and down for weeks. On top of that, her family wanted to kill him for his carelessness, and so he'd had to go into hiding. He was only Bob, in fact, because he'd had to change his name. He'd also had to leave town and couldn't even search the 7-Eleven anymore and was haunted by the fact that he'd never thought to search inside the nacho cheese goo thing they had there. Luckily, Bob was a truck driver, so he was able to take his job with him wherever he went. But what was money without Mary Beth? She was a truck driver's dream. As a child, she'd been the victim of a freak ice cream scooping accident, and though it looked like she was going to die, her parents okayed a highly experimental procedure in which her genes were spliced with those of a little tree air freshener. Mary Beth pulled through, and in womanhood, Bob found her irresistible. When they slow danced, he held her tightly and breathed in the enchanting scent of her upper branches. The truth was, every truck driver wanted her, and she could have had the pick of the lot, but none of the other drivers stood a chance against Bob, because when they went driving together, she loved to hang from his rearview mirror. His fellow drivers had made fun of his rearview mirror because he couldn't see anything in it except the front of his trailer, but after Mary Beth came through, they were making fun of the other side of their mouths. But now Bob wanted nothing more than to get through his lonely life as quickly as possible so it would be over that much sooner. To facilitate this, he'd added a 19th wheel to his trailer truck and became the fastest thing on the highway. This only made him better at his job. The reputation of Bob and his 19 wheeler spread across the country, and before you could say he was your uncle, he was the richest miserable piece of shit at the truck stop car wash. Truck wash. Car stop. Bob's superior truck fastness caught the attention of the Susquehanna Hat Company, which had lost 72 of its trucks mysteriously as it had repeatedly attempted to deliver a big order to a store out in Barstow. You've already spent far more money than you'll ever recoup from this delivery, Bob pointed out. Damn it, man, the president of the hat company shouted. This isn't about the money. There are unhatted heads in Barstow. You deliver those hats and you'll be the patron saint of scalp coverings. I've got a fax from the Pope right here. As impressive as that was, as far as Bob was concerned, sainting was a mugs game. But if I-40 West was swallowing truck drivers by the dozen, that was a different story. Poor Bob could use a little oblivion. I'll do it, he said. Twelve miles east of Newberry Springs, Bob almost drove off the road. He knew that smell anywhere. Mary Beth. He pulled off the highway and followed his nose to a lonely dirt road slightly to the right of the middle of nowhere. He gazed in wonder at the fleet of Susquehanna Hat Company trucks lining the road. Soon they blocked his path and he had to get out and walk. Bob spotted a cluster of flannel shirts, polar vests, and baseball caps filled with men, all standing on a huge yellow tarp. The scent of Mary Beth was undeniable. She had to be here. He checked to see if she was in the middle of the crowd, but his feet stuck to the tarp. What the hell's going on here? He wondered aloud. 73! The guys all shouted. It's guy paper, one of the truck drivers said to him. See, it's like fly paper only. For guys, yeah, I get it, Bob said. You're just in time for the five o'clock feeding, the guy said. And he was, because just then a woman in a black veil came out with a giant bucket and threw steak and eggs to the drivers who caught the food expertly in their open mouths. Well, whatever was happening here, Bob 
Bob wasn't going to pass up free steak and eggs, he opened his mouth and waited for his. Dick, said the woman behind the veil. She'd used his real name, his pre-on-the-run-for-Mary-Beth's family name. Mary Beth? She lifted her veil. It was her! Oh my god, Dick! She ran to him. Mary Beth, no! He said, trying to warn her off the guy paper, but she didn't stick to it at all. She said, I'm not a guy, Dick. She sure ain't. No sir. Nope. Uh-uh. That's for damn sure. Mary Beth hugged him and they kissed passionately. What the hell happened to you, Mary Beth? I searched the 7-Eleven from 6.59 to 11.01. I was so worried about you. What are you talking about? I was right by the car fresheners. God damn it, I never thought of that. You must have blended right in. It turns out one of them was my cousin. We were catching up and I must have lost track of the time. By the time I got back, I'd heard you left town. I came out here where the wind's just right to smear my stink all over I-40. I knew you'd find me. She lifted him out of his boots and carried him back to her cabin. What about those guys? Dick asked. If I pull them out, they'll be all over me. Besides, they like it here. The weather's nice. I, uh, one of the truck drivers said, You mind if we get the bucket there, Bubba? Dick looked at the giant bucket. It's empty, he said. We know, it ain't just the food bucket. Dick was now kind of happy he hadn't had the steak and eggs. He tossed the bucket to the straining men and followed his lady love into her home. Once inside, he pulled her plastic wrapping down to the floor. Her scent was overwhelming. <laughs> If this story stunk up your interior, you can sniff it and other semi-aromatic weapons at the URL of the Truck Motel, BewareTheHairyMango.com. Yammer frenetically in the comments for this post, or Rosalini mail me, and we'll wrap ourselves in blue velvet at Matthew at BewareTheHairyMango.com. Or let's hop her on popper at BewareTheHairyMango at gmail.com. Hi, Isabella! The SF and SF signal stands for sucrose fiends, which is the one personality trait common among every member of the SFSignal.com staff. Our weekends are not unlike Studio 54 back in the day, but instead of cocaine, we have table sugar. Around the office, John DiNardo keeps a five-pound bag of granulated at his desk, and the rest of us come around every so often, lick our fingers, and plunge our hands in. It's why we stick together. Grow the Mango Coast Guard by bringing a new listener into the fold. You don't have to stop at one if you don't want. If you've ever seen me at the beach, you know I've got a lot of folds, people. Tweet your tweeple to follow me at twitter.com slash upwithgravity and I'll give them more than just toilet jokes. I'll shoot for the urinal, too. I'll miss, of course, but that's what mops are for. Regular listeners to this show know that I don't like to be pigeonholed. Last time I was pigeonholed, I couldn't wear my thong for a week. And then everybody saw a few more folds. This podcast mates wantonly with the lady next door's highly fertile half-squirrel, half-moose rockwinkle hybrid that wants it bad enough to present its Creative Commons attribution non-commercial share-like 3.0 unported license for the whole neighborhood to see. Until my brown banana is firm again, this will be Matthew Sanborn Smith telling you every cat has a silver lining. That's why people are always trying to skin them. Good night. Or is that a silver fee lining? Yammer frenetically in the comments for this post, or Rosalini, or Rosalini, Rosalini, Rosalini. Yammer frantic, you know, the SF and SF signal. Ah.